If you're thinking about offering benefits to your team, why don't you do a pulse with them? Tell them that you're thinking about different benefits and different perks that you want to provide the team to, because as a business is growing, you want to invest back in your people and you're starting to think about what that could look like. Welcome to Hiring School, a weekly podcast about recruiting for non-recruiters. I'm Jackie Koch, and I have over 15 years of experience prospecting talent and building teams for Fortune 500 companies, startups, and small businesses in all different types of industries. I'm the founder and CEO of People Principles, where I help founders scale and lead their teams with programs, courses, and boutique agency services. My goal is to simplify the hiring and team building process so that you, founders and not so solopreneurs, can implement modern, effective and efficient hiring strategies that help you build the team that you want to help you scale. If you can't seem to find the right job candidates or simply don't know where to start, you're in the right place. Now let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Hiring School. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about benefits. I feel like that comes up a lot in the hiring process, the recruiting process, but also comes up a lot in conversations with my clients. And so as a small business, offering benefits to your employees can feel a little bit intimidating. If you haven't done it before, it can feel overwhelming, so costly, and it can just... It's something you put on the back burner a little bit. And so in this episode, I'm going to talk about the different benefits you can consider offering and giving you a little bit of information on how they work and hopefully make it seem a little bit less daunting for you because you'll know a little bit more about them. Now, one thing that I do want to share is a lot of these benefits you are going to provide if you have actual W-2 employees, not independent contractors or freelancers. Some of the stuff you can definitely provide to those types of workers, but things like paid time off and paid health insurance and also retirement are really geared for those workers who are our W-2 employees. So let's dive in. I guess the first thing I want to talk about is If you're thinking about offering benefits to your team, why don't you do a pulse with them? Tell them that you're thinking about different benefits and different perks that you want to provide the team to, because as a business is growing, you want to invest back in your people and you're starting to think about what that could look like and ask them what would be the most impactful to them. If you have a a team of, you know, a younger demographic of employees, maybe they don't really want health insurance. Maybe it's not something they need. Maybe they prefer other types of benefits. And so instead of just assuming that you know, talk to your employees about that. And that is totally acceptable and actually recommended for sure. So don't shy away from that. Don't feel like you have to have it all together and present this beautiful plan to them. You know, get their involvement. And the more they're involved in what you're offering and the more they feel like they had buy-in, the more excited and recognized they're going to feel. So that is my first piece of advice to you. So when you're thinking about benefits, there's a lot of things that come to mind. And I would say the most 
common one that people talk about is health insurance. And health insurance really includes medical, dental, and vision insurance. It's definitely one of the bigger costs that a growing business will face and and will need to budget for. And so I wanted to share some statistics with you actually that I found. So about 50% of businesses with three to nine employees offer their employees health insurance. 50%. 71% offer it when they have between 10 to 24 employees. And employers that have at least 25 employees up to 49, 85% of them offer health insurance. And then it is mandated by ACA that if you have 50 or more employees that you do provide health insurance to your teams. So there's quite a few small businesses that are offering health insurance. And it's definitely something that I think has become standard that a lot of employees and and folks looking for a new role are looking for. I have definitely had candidates back out of processes because there is no health insurance provided. So it is something you definitely want to start to think about. So if you're really small, like let's say you have two people, three people, and you're just not in a position to feel like you can commit to taking out health insurance plans, a simple way that you can really do this is offer a stipend for your employees to get their own insurance coverage. Offer to pay $300 towards their health insurance a month, $500 towards their health insurance a month until you're able to get your own insurance benefits. That is a a really simple way to provide the benefit or at least support with the benefit towards health insurance. But it may make sense and, and eventually it will make sense for you to look at getting insurance with your business. And honestly, if you have your own insurance as a business owner, it might make sense from a tax perspective for you to get your own insurance and run it that way. You'd want to talk to a tax professional, but when you're in the position where you want to provide insurance, it's really not as complicated as you think. So there's a few things you can do. You're definitely going to want to find a broker and there's independent brokers. You probably use brokers for different types of insurance for your business already. You can chat with them or you can use an HR platform such as Gusto. If you've heard of Gusto, they'll manage your payroll and they can also be your benefits broker. And so a couple of things that I found super interesting when I learned about benefits and hopefully I'm not boring you too much, but when I joined startups, it was the first time that I had to get involved in benefits negotiations and and all of that. And it was the first time I learned the difference between small group insurance and large employer insurance, because every other employer I'd worked with, I joined, I got a benefits enrollment package, so to speak. And it told me clearly what my monthly cost would be for single coverage, like a single plus a dependent coverage and then family coverage. And it was the same for every single employee who joined. It didn't matter how many employees they had or anything like that. And so you would know exactly what you were paying and everyone paid the same. And so that's what happens when you have a large amount of employees, you're able to get what's called group insurance. And so you're negotiating rates for the whole group versus individuals. Well, when you are a small business, you can't do that. And so what you're actually doing is taking out individual plans for everyone who enrolls. 
And the cost of those are age banded. The cost is dependent upon the age of the employee. And so what you'll then do is often, actually, I would say all of the small businesses I work with that do offer insurance, they offer a handful of plans, two or three, well, I would say three, three plans. The first is what's considered a base plan. And that's typically a less expensive, higher deductible plan. And that is the plan in which the employer bases their contribution amount to. So I would say it's typical that employers pay 50% of the monthly premium. So they will provide you as an employer, would you would find that plan and you would cover 50% of the cost and then your employee would cover the remaining 50%. And then what happens is, let's say you do want to offer a more generous plan, you can offer it. And then if the employee chooses to go on that plan, then they just pay the difference between what they would have paid on the base plan versus what they're paying on the, the richer coverage plan. And so that is how you determine how much you're paying, how much you're contributing and all of that. And so I recommend finding a broker to help you do that. I really do think Gusto is a great option for small businesses, for sure. Once you have enrolled in a platform like that, if you decide to go that route, it's super easy. You can process payroll. Employees will enroll in benefits right through the platform. And then their deductions are automatically taken out of their paycheck. So you don't have to collect premiums from them. It's withheld from paychecks. And then you just pay the bill. So that's health insurance. Employers typically offer health medical insurance. Dental and vision are often also added. And I would say typical contributions for smaller business is about 50%. If you want to really provide great coverage, I guess, would be to cover 99 or 100% of the base plan. That way your employees have a free medical option if you're able to do that. So that is health insurance. There's other insurances you could also look at offering, which is disability, short-term disability, long-term disability. I would say the majority of the small businesses I work with don't offer those right away, but it is something they add on at a later date. So then the other thing you can do is offer paid time off. And so Paid time off is either paid vacation, paid sick leave. You can offer them independently or you can offer them together as a paid time off bucket so that your employees can use the time off for whatever they want versus having to reserve some time for when they're ill and sometimes for when they want vacation. The average amount of time off that employers typically offer is anywhere from two to three weeks. And then usually after a certain amount of tenure, you get an additional week as well. What's interesting about paid time off that I think a lot of business owners don't realize is that you can have it set up so that the employee earns it in two different ways. One, you could have it set up where they earn it as a lump sum. So they get the full two weeks, three weeks, whatever it is that you offer right when they start or after 90 days, and then it refreshes at the beginning of the year. Or you could offer it as a crude method. And so that's essentially where every hour worked, they earn a certain amount of paid time off so that they earn, you know, the two or three weeks a year that you decide on. 
but they earn it over their paychecks versus getting it all in one lump sum. The benefit of doing it the latter way is that if an employee leaves, paid time off is considered wages earned. So you do have to pay it out when they leave. If you do it the accrual method and they leave before the year is up, you wouldn't be paying out the full two or three weeks because it wasn't front loaded to them. So there's different ways that you can structure that when you're offering it. And then there is also the unlimited time off option, which I should do a whole podcast episode about the pros and cons of it. You know, I've seen it go very well for employers. I've seen some employees totally dislike it. A benefit is that you don't have to pay anything out when an employee leaves and they feel like they have a little bit more flexibility and freedom. A downfall is if you're not all really practicing taking the time off, employees get anxiety and stress around feeling like they can't actually take time off. So those are quick little snippets, but I definitely will do a full podcast episode on that because I think it's super important and it is a hot topic out there right now. The next thing is paid holidays. Offering paid holidays, I think, is also very standard. So medical benefits, paid vacation or paid time off, and paid holidays are all kind of standard, right? It's what people expect to receive. And there are 11 federal holidays, so you could start there if you wanted. But one thing that I think is really great that I've seen businesses do, if your business can allow it, if you slow down during the holidays, offer the time off between Christmas and New Year's and offer it paid time off. You know, if your business is already slow, they're probably not working that much anyways, but they're feeling like they have to. And so it just adds this like weird stress. So why not just give them the time off and let them enjoy time off with their families? Maybe they have to check in periodically to make sure there's no fires. But if your business can allow it, it's a really great benefit that a lot of a lot of employees really, really do love. Because otherwise, if holidays are a big deal for their families, they're saving a lot of their vacation time for the holiday season, which is fine. But if you can support it, it's a great benefit to offer. I've seen it called holiday time or holiday break. You can call it whatever you want. And then you could also offer paid time off for to volunteer. So if especially if your business has a you know philanthropic mission or really connected to giving back, offering paid time off to go volunteer in the community is huge. And if you do all live by each other, organize company-wide volunteer days because it will bring everybody together for a common good. And also being socially responsible is something that younger workers are really, really looking for. They want their work to matter and they want to make a difference. And this is one easy way that you can help support them with that and also help with team bonding and help really weave your mission throughout your business, especially if you do have that give back component. Then some other things you can offer are retirement solutions. There's IRAs, there's Roth 401ks, there's 401ks. There's a lot of things that are available that aren't super costly. Well, I shouldn't say super costly. They can cost a bit. It can seem a little daunting to administer and figure out, but there's a lot of innovative companies coming out in this space for small businesses, for retirement solutions right now. There's a lot of new businesses offering solutions specifically for small businesses. So one company that I've recently gotten to know is Penelope.co. And they specifically have a mission of helping small businesses 
craft retirement solutions for their employees because they believe that's how generational wealth is created. And I just love it so much. And I do think we have an amazing opportunity to provide employees with an option to save for retirement. And so look into how you could potentially support with that. And then there is the health and wellness stipend. I think this is one of the most amazing things you can do. And that's where you reimburse a monthly amount. You decide what it is towards a fitness membership. And I'm very biased because health and wellness is one of my core values. And there's nothing more important than your employees being healthy, right? They do better work for you. It's just the right thing to do. So you could consider giving them a wellness stipend either each year or every month that they can use to towards a gym membership. Maybe they want to buy a Peloton. Maybe they want to do something like that. Really giving them that option can help support that and develop that healthy habits for sure. And then there's other perks that you can offer. There's flexible work hours. There's remote work. I mean, a lot of the, the you listening to this have a business that's fully remote. Like that is a perk. Summer Fridays, you know, offering, allowing the team to check out at noon on Fridays and pay them for the full day between Memorial Day and Labor Day. Giving people a half day on Fridays is huge, especially because a lot, if they have kids, kids are out, they're out of school, they're looking to go do stuff. It's a huge benefit that really doesn't cost you all that much. Then there's a technology stipend. If they are working from home, help to cover a 50 to $75 towards their cell phone and internet. Give them a stipend when they start to set up their work from home. Give them money to set up a great desk. Like you want them to feel comfortable in their workspace so that they're efficient. Give them, you know, a stipend to help cover some of that. And then there's also personal development. Bring in speakers, bring in workshops, just so that they can develop leadership skills, personal development skills. Like those are all perks that help your business. Bring in someone to talk about human design. Um, bring in someone to, to talk about different like figure out your guys's Enneagram. There's so many things you can do that help you work better as a team and also them feel like they're developing and growing. So those are what are all considered to be perks, right? So don't forget about those as you're thinking about your benefit offerings. And then the last thing that I'm going to mention, but I'm going to hold off on talking a lot about because on next week's episode, we have a full rundown of this, but offering support with paid parental leave. It is becoming, I mean, I know with everything going on in the world, it's a hot topic. It was even before. And it's something that really has a huge impact on your team, on your culture, on your employees' lives that really isn't as costly as you may think it is. And so I'm diving into that with a former colleague of mine who started her own business all in this space. I'm digging into that next week on a full episode. So stay tuned for that because I think you'll find it super interesting. So those are all benefits and different ways that you can offer benefits to your team as a small business and help support them be competitive in the market out there and make sure your employees are taken care of. And so hopefully this has helped shed a little bit of light into how you can offer benefits, types of benefits. Obviously, I haven't gone over everything. There's a million, but I would say those are the core ones that small businesses offer. So thank you so much for tuning in. And like I said, next week is a good one. So make sure you tune in to, to learn all about paid parental leave and how you as a small business owner can provide it. Follow Hiring School on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review. 
Share with your friends, share this episode with people you know, and follow me on Instagram at People Principles and check out our website at hiringschool.com. We will see you next week. Bye.